Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for today. We want to bless you for another opportunity to study your word. As we study, please open up our hearts that we might receive your word. Give us understanding hearts so that that which you have for us will benefit us indeed. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Let's open to Haggai chapter 2, verse 11 to 19. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Ask now the priests concerning the law, saying, If one bear holy flesh in the skirt of his garment, and with his skirt do touch bread or pottage, or wine, or oil, or any meat, shall it be holy? And the priest answered and said, No. Then said Haggai, If one that is unclean by a dead body touch any of these, shall it be unclean? And the priest answered and said, It shall. Then answered Haggai and said, So is this people, and so is this nation before me, saith the Lord. And so is every work of their hand, and that which they offer there is unclean. And now, I pray you, consider from this day and upward, and from before a stone was laid upon a stone in the temple of the Lord. Since those days were, when one came to an heap of twenty measures, there were but ten, when one came to the press fat, for to draw out fifty vessels out of the press, there were but twenty. I smote you with blasting and with mildew and with hail in all the labors of your hands. Yet ye turned not to me, saith the Lord. Consider now that from this day and upward, from the four and twentieth day of the ninth month, even from the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider it. Is the seed yet in the barn? Yea, as yet the vine and the fig tree and the pomegranate and the olive tree have not brought forth, from this day will I bless you. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. After speaking to the priests through Haggai about why he had not been thrilled by their services, God again rehearses the events that led to the deplorable situation they faced at the time. He spoke to them about how they had a famine upon the land and in their lives. And we have seen that God already spoke to them about why he was not accepting their gifts because they were offering it in an unacceptable manner. We had seen in our last meeting that God is particular about the holiness of the person who is offering service to him. So today we want to begin to look at when God rehearses things we would rather forget. When God rehearses things we would rather forget. There are events in our lives that we would rather forget. Because when those events are repeated or rehearsed in our hearing, it brings very painful and sad memories to us. And they can actually be very traumatic because we begin to relieve the trauma that we had at the time those things happened. But we know that God does not hold us again after he has forgiven us our sins. So why was God rehearsing these painful events again in the hearing of the priests? If God has forgiven me of something, why is he repeating it again? In John chapter 11 verse 39, when Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus, he said, take away the stone. But Martha protested and said, there would be a stench because Lazarus has died for the past four days. But she did not know that Jesus was about to call Lazarus forth and bring him back to life. She did not know that Jesus was about to turn her sorrow into joy. She did not know that Jesus was about to raise him that had died for four days back to life. And that unless they take away the stone, they would prevent Lazarus from coming out of the grave. 
If the stone had remained at the mouth of the tomb when Lazarus walked out, he was bound hand and foot, blinded. He would have hit the stone again and would never have come out alive. So the repetition of our past unpleasant events by God are not being made to make us feel bad. Rather, it is to ensure that we do not fall back into sin. It is to ensure that we do not experience those unpleasant things again. If a person has a wound that is refusing to heal, if he has a wound that has been there for a long time and is just covering up with bandage and he takes it to the hospital, the first thing the nurses will do will be to open up the wound. But the person might be protesting and say, it, it is smelling, it is smelling, don't open it. But unless they open it, they will not be able to treat it and remove the smell. The nurses in the hospital must open up that wound to be able to apply the treatment that is needed so that the healing can be faster and total and complete. This is the same principle that God applies when he is rehearsing some incidents, some events to us. When God speaks about our sinfulness in the past, he is not saying it to condemn us. Rather, he is saying it to convince us and convict us of sin, which will lead us to confession and true conversion. If you are not convinced that what you did was wrong, you cannot confess that it was wrong. And if you do not confess that it was wrong, you cannot truly be converted. In John chapter 3 from verse 17 to 21, John 3, 17 to 21, the Lord Jesus Christ said, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. The Lord Jesus Christ is saying here that he did not come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. But those who refuse to be convicted of sin have condemned themselves already. And he says that the condemnation is that he, light, has come and they refuse to come to the light because they like what they are doing in darkness. Sin is like a virus that thrives when it is covered. But when you uncover sin, when you open it up, the light that shines on sin destroys sin. That is why the Bible says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. God wants us to be open unto him. He does not want us to have secrets with him. He wants us to open everything, even though he knows what is in our hearts, but he wants us not to hide anything from him. Whenever we cover our sins from God, we will not make progress. We will not prosper. But when we admit our sins and we are ready to forsake them, God will show us his mercy and we'll be able to make progress. In Genesis chapter 4, we are told of how God accepted the offering of Abel but rejected the offering of Cain. And Cain was unhappy with what had happened. But God said to Cain, why are you angry? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? God was saying to him, go and do what is right. I will accept you. I will accept your offering. He said, be careful. Sin is at the door of your heart. If you do not allow me to do what I want to do in your life, sin will overcome you. He was saying to him that sin can 
be overcome by you if you allow me into your heart. So we are condemned when we refuse to listen to God and repent of our sins. At this time, I want us to revisit some old wounds that we may have in our lives. This may be very painful and traumatic things that have happened that we have hidden. We have locked it up behind. We don't even want to remember them. But today, God wants to treat those wounds. God wants to heal you totally and completely of those things. Examples of these things may be the loss of a child. It could be a rape. It could be physical abuse. It could be emotional abuse. It could be sexual abuse. It could be spousal abuse. It could be some other traumatic event. For example, maybe when a woman's husband died and the family of the husband came, they mistreated her and maltreated the children. Even though we may have forgotten or we may have locked these things behind, they come back to traumatize us every time. And whenever we want to make progress, these things come and do not allow us to move forward or make progress in our lives. These events become an obstacle to our spiritual growth and development. So we need to open up these wounds so that God can come and treat them and heal us totally and completely. Many years ago, my wife was trying to get something out of the refrigerator and a bottle fell, broke and hit her on her leg. And she began to bleed profusely. There was a doctor present at the time and the doctor said, let's take you to the hospital so that we can stitch it. But she refused, so they managed to do some of the treatment in the house. About three weeks to six weeks after that, she was still feeling pain in that leg. So that same doctor came one day and asked her, what, how is she feeling? She said she was feeling pains there. So when the doctor wanted to look at the leg, my wife said, no, it's very painful. Don't touch it. But the doctor said, don't worry. I'm not, I'm not going to do anything. I just want to look around it. So as she brought the foot forward... The doctor began to massage around the foot. And then suddenly, without anybody knowing, the doctor pressed on the wound. My wife yelled. But afterwards, the doctor asked her, how do you feel now? She said, oh, I'm no longer feeling any pain again. And then the doctor showed her a piece of bottle that was still inside the leg at that time. That came out when she pressed it. So that piece of bottle was what was making her feel the pain. So her refusal to let anybody touch it would have meant that she would have continued in that pain. In the same way. If you don't open up this past to God, you are going to continue to feel the trauma and the pain and God wants to heal you now. So I'm going to ask you to go over your life now and anything that is a trauma to you, bring it out to God today and say, Father, I'm presenting this matter. I have locked it up for too long. It has not helped me. Please, Father, come and heal me. Please, Father, come and deliver me. Bring it to God now and God will heal you. There are some events from our past that even our spouses don't know about. There are some things that wives are hiding from their husbands. There are things that husbands are hiding from their wives. Things that happened before they got married, but it is troubling the marriage. Some people probably had relations with other people who had promised to marry them, but it went south. Now they have married a new person, but that relationship is still troubling their marriage. They are wondering, why are we not making progress? But it's because of that relationship that has not been revealed. So it is time for us to expose these things to God now. Let us not be like Cain who refused to open up to God and he ended up killing his brother and destroying his own life. As we are doing that, I want to pray for you now. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this teaching today. As many as have been experiencing trauma in their lives, arising from events from their past, many of which they are unwilling to share with any human being, 
I pray, Father, that as they opened up these things before you, you will heal them totally and completely in Jesus' name. Every trauma from their past, I decree it gone in the name of Jesus. Help them, Lord, from now on to begin to make the kind of progress that you want for them in the name of Jesus. I pray that henceforth that traumatic event be cleared away from their memory, from their remembrance, and that from now on they will be able to walk with you freely in Jesus' name. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.